How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Catherine Swift, the former president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, current spokesperson for Working Canadians. How Swifty? Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year to you, John. I'm great. Thanks. Good to have you on board. And Dave Sparrow's with us, president of Actor National. That's the union representing performers all across Canada. Mr. Sparrow, welcome. It's good to be here, John, and uh, with Catherine Swift as a working Canadian. I'm glad she's here. <laughs> well, listen. We're all working one way or another. <laughs> we are. We're working for the man. Uh, I just thought I'd ask because I just made mention of the fact that uh, Meghan and Harry have decided they're going to try to forge their own way forward from the royal family. After many months of reflection, they say, and internal discussions, we've chosen to make a transition this year and starting to carve out a progressive new role within this institution. We intend to step back as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent while continuing to fully support Her Majesty the Queen. In response, Buckingham Palace said, uh, yeah, we understand their desire to take a different approach, but these are complicated issues. It's going to take some time to work through, so not so fast there, kids. <laughs> so, so, Swifty, what do you make of this? I mean, as a working Canadian, Harry and uh, Meghan want to be working Brits. Well, I guess, yeah, those golden fur-lined handcuffs, I guess, are not quite as easy to easy to unlock as they thought. Um, I, I, I don't think this is a big surprise, because they've sort of been incrementally heading in this direction. They spent Christmas away from yep. the palace in Canada, as it turned out, and so on. And it just seems that, uh, I mean, after all, how far is Harry from the, I think he's, what, sixth or seventh or something in line, so yeah. not terribly likely to ever end up in uh, in the uh, catbird seat, as it were. So, uh, But do you think it's going to maybe revitalize or shape-shift the institution itself? Uh, uh, I I don't know. I I don't. I can't. Given what we know of the Queen, uh, I can't see her being awfully happy with this particular She's not. scenario. She's not. So um, I I really don't know. It, it, the monarchy has sort of re- recovered from its terrible times back with the you know, Annas Horribilis and all that mm. with the Diana stuff. Um, and I, I don't know that from their standpoint, anyway, you can't blame these people. They want their independence, and so be it. But uh, I, I can't say that, the, I can't see how this would actually strengthen the monarchy. It looks like they're absconding. <laughs> well, yeah, this is what, uh, you know, and some people may herald this as a great new beginning or a change, you know, in just the, the tone and tenor of the royal family, because it's rather stodgy. But so even if it meant that uh, this becomes the beginning of the unraveling of the monarchy and the royalty and all the rest of that. Dave Sparrow, would you see that as a good development? Well, I think that uh, perhaps the monarchy has served its purpose, would be uh, where I stand on this. However, um, I will say, if they're going to make their own way, I suspect they're going to end up renting a basement from uh, Ben Mulroney, who uh, are their close friends, you know, because can get that cheap. And then Megan will probably get back into acting, which we would all which we would all like. I, I assume Harry has some marketable skills. He, he can fly a helicopter, I believe. So, well, there you go. so there's some options. And as for the Queen, nobody wants their grandchild to move way across the ocean and never visit visit and never call. I mean, this is why she's obviously upset. Now, Megan, uh, 
Was she doing work in Canada? She was, wasn't she? She was. She was uh, on Super Paid Super up Show. member of Actra. Yeah. Uh, actually, she she would probably be a SAG after member working under a an Actra contract here in Canada. But nonetheless, she was here for a number of seasons of Suits and actually lived in a home here and was seen on the streets of uh, Toronto, enjoying all that Toronto has to offer, both in the winter and the summer. Okay, I just thought. And they in- snuck Harry in and out too, quite uh, <laughs> apparently when oh, she was they? living here. Oh yeah, because she they, was in Etobicoke, wasn't she? I thought she was in the annex. I, I think it was sure. quite downtown. It was oh. a downtown. They, they don't share yeah. their home addresses, don't they? No, not with oh, okay. me. Well, you're the president of Actor. <laughs> not I mean, since the charges. You have no pull at all with the acting community. <laughs> all right, uh, with Sparrow and Catherine Swift. Let me ask you about something else close to home. This is the city of Toronto, and uh, a new report that's come out: Social Planning Toronto. Uh, this was in the Star today. It's a report called Toronto After a Decade of Austerity, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And it's very critical of Toronto not being uh, commensurate with its taxes to uh, relative to other communities like, you know, Durham and uh, Burlington, Oakville, that kind of thing. And as a consequence, uh, we don't really have all of the services or to the extent that we need them. And uh, they're suggesting three measures to change all of that, increasing the municipal land transfer tax on luxury homes, introducing a vacant home tax, and reintroducing the vehicle registration tax. Remember the one Rob Ford killed as his first order of business in 2010, Swifty? Yep. Any of these things resonate? Do they make sense? Well, when, given that uh, I, I looked at this report and, and looked at the amounts of money they said they were going to raise, and one was around $30 million, one was around $5 million, uh, depending on how it was constructed and so on, uh, which are not, not insignificant amounts of money. But when you think that this Toronto Council turned down the opportunity to save anywhere from $100 million to $400 million a year uh, by having an open tendering process for their, you know, the, their various projects that the city runs and whatnot, which currently, uh, it has been for a long time, restricted to a handful of unions, which uh, there's been a number of studies done that show that we end up, taxpayers end up paying more than they should for these projects, which is not surprising when you've only got a handful of competitors. Uh, So they have turned down areas for very significant savings. So I think their credibility, and Tory's already announced some property tax increases and some other He's made it very complicated, so people are hopefully going to not notice their taxes going up right. as much as they actually are. But I think, you know, they, they, the, the resorting to taxes, as the, and it is the, you know, sort of the easiest way in a, in a number of different respects, rather than looking at the actual hard work of making some savings. Mind you, that example I was giving you earlier, that wasn't hard work. All they had to say was, we're going to have a fair, competitive, open tendering process, which I think most sensible people uh, would say they should be doing anyway. Right. And, and a lots of money to, that they left on the table Well, with they've that. got a fair wage policy that's been in place for about 50 years. And uh, so I guess they're saying, you know, you don't want to undermine that. But now they have a total of 10. They added Layuna to the list late in the day when they voted on this. Uh, so the unions then uh, are guaranteed the work in the city. And you can't have outside bidding, apparently, if you're not one of these privileged 10. So to Swifty's point here, Dave Sparrow, I mean, uh, this is a revenue stream that they've foregone rather than looking for new money and trying to ding people with increased taxation. Does she have a point or do you think the, uh, would you support like an increase in the uh, land transfer tax on luxury homes, whatever that means in Toronto, any home is a luxury home? 
Well, give her that she has a talking point. Um, and as a union leader, uh, I'll say that uh, it's it's important to pay people a wage that allows them to live in the city they work in. And Toronto's becoming more and more expensive. And as you turn to these open bids, often the real nut of it is simply that employees will earn less than they were earning before or that you'll pay less for those services. But back to the taxes and the opportunity to uh, get greater investment in our communities, I had, for instance, no um, problem paying the vehicle registration tax. And when I say no problem, I'm not saying that we couldn't use that $60 a year for something else, but I am saying that I drive on the roads and the roads have to be paved. We know they're full of potholes, etc. This was a revenue tool that that helped with that. Um, we know that dif- different uh, regions and different municipalities within Ontario pay different tax rates. My brother is up just outside of Guelph and paid much more taxes um, for his property tax assessment in Rockwood outside of Guelph than I paid in Leaside here in Toronto. And one could say that I certainly had better access to services. But then as well, we have the kind of services that we're simply not meeting the needs on in terms of social services, like uh, the repairs to public housing and those kind of things. And I and I also, you know, I hear from Catherine, I haven't read that report, but in terms of the numbers, they, were, they seem like relatively small numbers when you compare it to, say, $3 billion worth of repairs that we need to do and catch up on. So I um, have said this before, the Ontario government just asked to give Toronto more opportunities to set up its own um, taxation system in one way or another. And personally, I wouldn't be afraid, and I know people don't you like wouldn't. this, to pay more, uh, to pay uh, income tax that is, goes directly to Toronto on some oh, level. Well, wow. I'm sorry, but <clears throat> we're getting, Canadians generally, and let's face it, we talk about these governments as if they're separate, but of course, they all come out of our collective pocket, right. no matter who the government is. And when we're paying anywhere from about 44-45%, on average, some are paying more, some are paying less, of our income, that's getting pretty scarily close to you giving half of what you make to government. And we see inefficiencies with governments at all levels all the time. It just mm-hmm. it just steams me that the first, you know, the first option they look at is always tax people more. And it, as opposed to, and I mean, again, maybe a tax is justified. You know, that sh- certainly should be examined more closely. But the, the opportunities for saving never seem to get the same attention. And yet, that would be the more sane solution. Because again, growing government, we know government doesn't do anything efficiently. That's been proven time and time again. And it, just continuing to grow government and, and grow the chunk they take out of the economy is never, a, a, is never a, a, a precondition of a successful functioning economy. Well, you know, and uh, something you said, Dave, uh, you'd be comfortable with uh, the city having its own right to tax, I guess, a city sales tax dedicated to whatever the city wants to do to spend it. Could be a sales tax, could be a vacation, like a hotel right. taxes, it could be a so number of things. You, you would basically vest your trust in this council to do right by the taxpayer in the city. I feel that government is the people. I'm one of the people. We elect our government, and then it's up to us to uh, encourage them to do the right thing. And if they don't, then to replace our government. Well, some of these taxes would be downright silly, like a sales tax when you can drive for 20 minutes and not pay the sales tax. Duh. What do you think you're going to do? I lived in Ottawa for a while years ago, and people went over regularly to Quebec to buy their furniture all the time because they didn't pay the same tax. I can see that 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 wouldn't be beneficial. But, for instance, something like a hotel tax uh, so that people who are visiting the city and taking advantage of services. We already have services. those, though. Do we? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We already have them. You liked road yep. tolls, too, didn't you? 
Uh, no, um, I'm not I'm not as for road tolls um, because I believe that, again, I would come back to say that operators of vehicles paying a vehicle registration tax or something similar would be supporting uh, the roads um, and, and tolls, because I've been in other cities where they have many toll roads, is it becomes problematic and it certainly can uh, be very costly to the um, certain individuals. But I like to spread things out more across uh, society and all of us pay our way. Oh, well, there you go. Share the misery. Exactly. <laughs> I actually, and, would, and I actually would be more in favor of tolls because it's something you can control. Like if you don't want to take a toll road, presumably there's an option and, you know, so on, as opposed to something you're stuck with, no matter, you know, you well, don't really have the choice to get out of. Well, in some cases in this town now with congestion and only certain major arteries, uh, not enough. Of True. Them. You uh, don't have as much choice. Not yeah. as much choice or control as you uh, might suggest. Let's come back. And uh, I wanted to pivot away from that. I know, Dave, uh, the other day you were very, very uh, critical of Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. And uh, I'm wondering if, my favorite. Uh, if you, you've had 48 hours to reflect now and change your mind, but we'll come back and I've see I've completely how... not changed my mind, John. <laughs> well, I wanted to find out, uh, besides uh, Ricky Gervais's appearance there, uh, everybody on the right seems to have reveled in this thing, and uh, why that might be. Why is Hollywood such a target for the enmity and scorn of folks, uh, primarily, as I say, on the right? Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.